Welcome to Intuitate Radio. This is Relationship Insight with an Intuitive Twist. I'm your host, medium Marissa Lizapel, an intuitive dating expert, and you are on for our summer lifestyle series. Every couple weeks, we have a new guest co-host coming in to talk about all lifestyles because you know what? Men are all different. They all want different things. They're not all cookie cutters. And that's what, you know, when we first started the show, we thought, okay, all men want the same thing. And I've come to found out, find out that that is not true. So I'd like to welcome this week's uh, co-host, which is J.D. Franco. Hi, J.D. Hello. Hello. Happy to be here. Wow. That's good. that's a good voice. Oh, thank you. I work very hard at it. Are you a uh, voiceover? I'm a voiceover actor. Yes, indeed, I am. So well, it's you know, <laughs> I feel like I'm I'm talking to like a like a you know when you go to the movies and you hear like the movie phone guy. Oh, in a world. Yeah, can you do that? Can you? Uh, in a world where intuitive <laughs> radio rules. <laughs> wow, I think I think we got to record this. This is great. So. Um, so I'm just going to tease you a little bit. Well, not really. I'm not going to actually physically tease you because, you oh, know. all right. Don't would, get my hopes up. Yeah, like yeah. That. You got to deliver what you promise on Intuitive Radio. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and Intuitive Radio is run by the higher beings, and I don't want to, you know, promise something that, you know, I can't. Understood. Yeah. We're in good hands. Especially with the, the headphones the on beings. and stuff. <laughs> you know, but you, um, today's show is all about transformation. And it's all about lifestyle choices and extreme transformations. And we have a couple, you know, a couple things we're going to be discussing. But I got to know you a little bit and I found out some interesting, you know, things about you. And I thought, you know, this is something I would like to delve a little deeper into and to find out more about this lifestyle. I'd be happy to, to delve in with you. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Very good. So we're going to get to that later on in the show. Okay. You have an extreme lifestyle you used to be part of. You're not part of that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're, you're a happily married man. And how long have you been married? It'll be six years in June. Okay. To a wonderful, wonderful woman. Yeah. Good, good. So you've had a transformation about six years ago. Indeed, yeah, yeah. yeah. In in many ways, my 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 life has a wonderful way of uh, transitioning itself every couple of years. So I feel uh, I constantly feel renewed. It's very wow, nice. Okay, yeah. so you're like almost like shedding the skin. Indeed. Yes, and yeah. you're we're the same age, right? Born the same year. Well, we don't have to talk about what year that is, but <laughs> I think we're the same age. That age. Yes, that age. Yep. Okay, yep. so we're the same Chinese zodiac sign. Do you realize that? Ah, I know you're a Leo. I'm a Leo, yeah. Yeah. Now, in the Chinese calendar, I'm the, are we the year of the rat? No, no, no. The year of the snake. Correct. Oh, okay. The year of the snake. Do, do you know much about snakes? No, I'd be eager to hear more about that. Well, <laughs> they shed their skin every, every about seven uh, years. So we actually have the ability to completely change and transform. How about that? Yeah. How about that? Bet you didn't know that. No, I didn't. Look at the big smile on my face. Well, you can look at the big smile on my face. I guess our, yeah. our listeners... Uh, We'll have to listen to the smile. Yeah. So if, if you're unsure about your Chinese zodiac sign, a lot of people, they think, you know, it's, uh, they talk about Capricorn or Leo or Taurus mm-hmm. and they read their like daily horoscopes in the newspaper. Well, it's not really, you have to look at other elements mm-hmm. and the Chinese zodiac is, is very like, it's very powerful. And I, I find I actually gravitate toward it a little bit more. And mm. then all the snake people I know are very, very similar. How about that? So we are, we're now, I have to tell you, we're very intuitive. So snakes are the most high, highly intuitive sign of the Chinese zodiac. If you don't know, just go to a Chinese restaurant. You have the, uh, you know, the, the mm-hmm. placemat and yeah. there's all the animals. Right, right. And you I, can find out. 
I think it, it is from there that I recall that I was uh, the year of the snake from from exactly the, the place met at the Chinese. Uh, yeah, you have a wonton so. soup and you look down yeah. and you're like, hey, <laughs> there's a snake ready and willing. Yeah. So, so. The, but about the snake, though, we are we are very wise beyond our years, more spiritual, intuitive, but also we can be a little vengeful. Hmm. Things are beginning to make sense. Yes. You know, you think in the, in the Western astrology, it's like, you know, they have the um, Scorpio sign, the sign of Scorpio. So they're like kind of like the passionate, mm. you know, but like with snake, it's almost like three times that like, you know, we'll give our all. We're very vulnerable to the people that we're closest to, uh-huh. but we don't really expose vulnerability well. But it's like you do something bad to us. It's it's not usually good uh-huh. in the long run. So don't cross me, Marissa. <laughs> <laughs> well, with both of us being the same, yeah, this, we'd probably just kill this each is other. A volatile situation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we really delve deep into the areas of spirituality on the and the positive. I mean, every sign has a challenging side and mm-hmm. a positive side. But if you're highly evolved in that sign, then you know you can take on the positive attri- attributes of that sign. Mm-hmm. But we tend to flank on the side. We don't really go in. To a, a we we strategize, we plot, and we scheme, but we can plot and scheme in a good way, oh, right? I'm, do you I'm, relate? I'm, do you relate? Oh, do I relate? I'm very much embracing my new snake identity. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're gonna have to talk about that a little bit more. But your Leo, mm-hmm. interestingly, Leo snake, which is kind of like the Leo is the extrovert on the out. You know, they're like the up front and center, and then you have snake, which is very on the undercurrent. Mm-hmm. They're on the baseline. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. I do. So, you, so you're you, saying that the two signs conflict? No, you, you're able to express both sides, but okay. really what side is being expressed on the subconscious, on the undercurrent is, is a little bit different. Mm. Yeah. And two snakes actually in an interview process are, are very interesting to watch because nothing is being actually forward. Everything is on the, on the, on the undercurrent. So how we relate, we're, we both understand what we're not saying, mm-hmm. but people can watch us and it looks like a chess match, but deep down we both know what we're saying. But I other f- people can't get into this conversation and be able to do that same thing. This all makes a great deal of sense. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> I don't know how I got into that segue, <laughs> but Chinese zodiac signs, very important. And it goes by the year of your birth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested in your Chinese zodiac sign, just go to Google and... Put in your year of birth and, and see uh, see what you are and read that animal sign. It'll it'll help you out a great deal. So does it work the same way? Uh, do they talk about how the signs are compatible or the years are compatible? Like, for example, if you were born in the year of the snake, mm-hmm. are you more or less compatible with someone who was born in the year of the rabbit or the year of... Yes, you are compatible with rabbits. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, what's your wife's uh, sign? You know, you know what hers is? You know, is? I don't recall. My boy's, my boy's sign, he's a rabbit. Okay, I, rabbits it's fresh are good in for my you. mind because he's still a. You a can eat the boy. rabbits, so yeah. it's good to to do that. Yeah, if if you give me the year, I'll be able to to tell you. We'll, Nin- we'll do 1980. that. Nineteen eighty. Nineteen eighty. As far this is your wife. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Let me let me check that check that up. That's the the monkey. The year. Of, oh, that's that's correct. Yeah, I yeah. recall that. So, yeah. does she have a lot of like restless energy sometimes? Always bopping around to. Oh yes, to, indeed, she does. Yeah. Now, yeah. see, for the snakes, we we have a tendency to, um, if our peace of mind is like, if some, if there's too much loud noise, or if there's too much stress, like we can't handle those extremes too long. So, if someone's mm. always bouncing around and distracted, like it's uh, we got to decompress. Uh huh. You know, and we need we need a very peaceful home environment. That's very important. Uh-huh. We don't do well with extreme stress at all. So that's like the kind of kryptonite for us. 
This is making more and more sense the more I learn. Well, <laughs> it's time to learn more <laughs> about you. So, JD, Chinese snake adore, <laughs> listen to me. We're, we're going to leave you till later because I think what we have to talk about with you is, I mean, we got to tease that. Because <laughs> that's, that's on the undercurrent, if you know what I'm saying. So, <laughs> technically. But we're, today we're talking about extreme lifestyle changes, lifestyle choices, mm-hmm. transformations, and how it, it plays a role in dating mm-hmm. and relationships and love. Okay. Because it certainly does. It certainly does. Your situation. And we have, I, I'm actually pretty excited to bring on our, our next guest. Um, can I say your whole name, by the way? Are we Lay good? it out there. Okay. Put it out. Eric Sparaza. Nice. I like the way you had the inflection there, the little cultural, the rolling of the yes. R's. I appreciate that. Because I'm Italian, you're Italian, we're all Italian. Only Italians come in here. It's a, it's a Paisan studio. It's a Paisan <laughs> studio. Yeah, so let's talk about how we met. Yeah. Okay, so let's take this clock back to 2009. Wow. Okay. We're younger. Let's say February of 2009. Wow. Did you have, like, a crush on me or something? You remember to the day, like, when we met, yeah, like, the anniversary? I was waiting for you to ask me to Sadie Hawkins, and it never happened, so oh, that I didn't ask you the prom. My, yeah. No, I was working here in this building. I can't believe that. I right. was you, not you, a good salesperson for this radio station, so, well, for that radio but station. But that was part of your old self. That was part of that, that, that person that, you know, transformed, right? Right. Well, you know, there you have a, a, a great... A list of sponsors that are, are really like driven towards their demographic of female listeners 25 to 55 and mm-hmm. I was like this 306 pound guy just kind of rolling in saying hey you want to buy ad space and they're like no <laughs> you're sweating um, leave and I wasn't really doing well were you angry back then uh, I want to say I was angry I, I thought I was jolly more than anything else. Oh, I didn't I didn't think you were jolly you you had you had a, a anxiety to you back there was then. definitely an anxiety thing yeah. on, but however they had given me a list of old customers they had done business with people that had run commercials and stuff and they said here follow up with these folks what people didn't know is that i had this affinity for going out with uh, these ghost groups that were you know investigating like haunted prisons and museums and graveyards and stuff and when i got your file yeah because i was here earlier doing stuff you know back with the am station 13 right yeah so I, I opened up the file and i said oh, well how awesome is this i could really care less about advertising uh game plans with you i wanted you to come out and do a, an investigation with us so i remember calling you up and you meeting me in marlton yes at the corporate setting which at the corporate setting, yeah. i rolled in you were all suit and tie looking very lois lane <laughs> which and you didn't, I, you, I didn't have the turban on and the uh no beads no got, incense there was, there was, no skulls there was no scarf around your neck <laughs> yeah 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 I, I was like i didn't know what to do it was, it was very lois lane and i said you know I, I i asked you to come out and you did and we uh kicked off quite a quite a few adventures Right. And, and was that the summer? No, that was in the winter. That was right. in the winter still. By the summer, we were... Uh, we were like we were like buds. Full bore. We were in. We were doing ghost investigations and diner trips, and it was it, we were in the mix. Right. And, and we, let's talk about your knees for a minute. Let's talk about the knees, because back then, the knees looked a little bit like an old Cabbage Patch Kid's face. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> now, now, for the listeners out there, I haven't really explained this to anybody yet. This is the first time my knee situation's coming out. I actually look at guys' knees, you know, to decide whether I like them or not. Sure. Yeah. And, yeah. and they make me feel weird about people. Yeah. So I can't, in a, in, I mean, like in the summertime, it's like full on knee season. We're at the height of knee season. Knee season. You know, <laughs> it's, it's all over the place. You can't hide from the knees no, in the summer. No, you can't. No. It's like full on. But there's preseason sporters, and thank God you weren't one of those. No, no. no in you fact, sport any, preseason knee. If anything, I knew at that particular point in my life that my legs looked like two legs of salami hanging in the window of the deli. 
So yeah. I really did the jeans thing a lot. Like I was big into the jeans yeah, thing. But ninety six degrees jeans. Yeah. Yeah. But I saw the knees though. Yeah. I you did get a sneak peek. No, did you roll up the pants to the, show me? There I believe there was a rolling of the pants. Yeah, and how did I feel about them back then? I, I believe that you squealed like like possibly <laughs> a mouse ran in the room and or a scorpion. One of the two. And I got really upset. There was you had, you yeah. needed a moment. You needed a yeah. glass of water. Yeah. To so breathe. did you ever show them to me again after that? Or? Well, no, because at the end of the day, the le- what happened was I uh, I don't know if you remember this or not, but right around that same time, my mom was diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. And I remember her calling me up to check on me, and I'm outside, and I don't remember I was a smoker. I was a heavy smoker. Yeah, heavy smoker. Yeah. I was like a pack a day kid at best. Yeah. And she's calling me up to tell me about how her chemotherapy went. And what am I doing while I'm talking to her? I'm chain smoking outside. And she's yeah. like, what, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, I'm smoking. Mm-hmm. She's like, dude, I've got blood vessel cancer. Like, wh- what are you doing? Like, do you realize something? there's a thing called like hereditary? Like, that word exists. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I didn't think about that. So um, right around that week, I remember throwing away my cigarettes and walking into the gym. And I was wearing a double XL tap out shirt because we share an affinity for UFC. Yes. We share an affinity for, for MMA. So. Okay. So you, you threw away your cigarettes. You threw were... away the cigarettes. I decided to walk into a gym. I was wearing a double XL tap out shirt and it was tight, like, okay. like a belly shirt at yeah. that double XL. So, you know, the old uh, Napoleon Dynamite uh, famous line, I walk into the gym and they're like, what are your goals? I'm like, I want to train to be a cage fighter. Wow, like how 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 heavy were you at that point? Three hundred and two to three hundred and six pounds, depending. Wow, that's amazing. There's no trace of that. As you sit in front of me, you're, you're a lean that. dude. Well, you know, I wasn't a big kid. Yeah. You know, I was a scrawny, a short, scrawny kid. Somewhere in my late twenties, working in sales, hitting the grind, coming home, doing the domestic thing. The the the. So daddy. you're married. You're married. Yeah. How many kids? Three. Quattro. What? Four. Four. Oh my goodness! And so, how was your marriage at this point where you were eating your life away and you were smoking? How was your marriage at that point where you guys? We were really, you know, she she was just kind of coming into her own as a stay at home mom, and I was mm-hmm. away a lot as mm-hmm. a sales manager and a sales trainer. And there really wasn't a relationship. There was a lot of communication going on with a third party uh, by the name of a marriage counselor. <laughs> okay, so you tried that. Did marriage counseling do any good for you? Uh, no, of course not. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I, you know, it's so funny because. You know, nothing against the the, the therapist uh, relationship with clients, but I don't really see, I get the whole aspect of walking you to your own answers, Uh but for that kind of copay, I better get more than, well, what do you think the problem is? (laughs) Well, that's what I'm coming to see you for. You tell me. Let's hash, let's cut right to the chase. So do you think your food issue is part of like an addiction too? Like a food addiction to try to fill a hole and emotionally and, you know. I I just think I like, I like to eat. Yeah. (laughs) You know, food really... It, it, food uh, coming up as an Italian kid, you know, food has always been a, a means of, of of commiserating and celebration. And mm-hmm. yeah. you know, anytime you do anything in an Italian family, you sit down at the kitchen table and someone breaks out some food. It's a very natural thing, and I'm mm-hmm. a sociable guy. So the more sociable, really? the more you go figure. Really? Okay. So the more content I come into people uh, with people and, and have people over and go out, I was constantly eating. The only problem is that I wasn't really moving anymore. I was kind of rolling <laughs> out. Of yeah. my house, into my car, into a desk, into my car, back home. So and smoking. Wh- and smoking it like a chimney. Like yeah. little Thomas the Tank Engine just driving around. So, you know, your metabolism comes to a screeching halt. Yeah, and so you went into the gym, and, and it's because your mom kind of gave you the... She kind of gave me, like, the WTF, the Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. She's like, what are you doing? Like, you're on, you're on the phone with me chain-smoking. I just came back from chemotherapy. Like, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it was that enough for you to, to make that change? It was yeah. Was your mom's kind of plea for you? But I'm sure she's pleaded with you before. She never really liked the smoking thing. Mm-hmm. Um, she never really had an issue, or I shouldn't say she had an issue, but she never really pressed the whole weight issue with me before. 
I think, you know, it came to like an event horizon with her and her health. And she was like, now it's time to impart some wisdom. And she hit me with my own kids, mm. you know, and she said something, a very, a very somber thing to me. She said, you know, I'm not going to be around to see, you know, my grandkids grow up. And mm. the question is, do you want to be around to see your kids grow up, your grandkids come up? My, my. And I was mm. like, wow, that, that's, that's, that's powerful. So I hit the gym and I hit the gym in this, this tight little tap out shirt. And I started joking around, kind of trying to make light. Cause yeah, when you're a fat guy. Cause you have to be funny. You got to be jolly. You as have a fat to guy. be jolly. Like, here's the problem. Yeah. The problem with being a fat guy is, is that you constantly have to be the sacrificial lamb. Yeah. You have to lay yourself out there in every situation <laughs> Be- so no one else can do it first. So like when right. you go to a diner per se. Yeah, and we eat grits like, at the diner. And you're like, hey, the fat kid will get the plate of fries and yeah, everyone yeah. chuckles and you just kind of like eat it, you know, because, yeah. you know, we're dressing this 700 pound elephant in the room, no pun intended. Right. So, <laughs> you know, I kind of just did that at the gym. Yeah. And yeah, everyone kind of chuckled with me. I'm like, I'm training to be a cage fighter. You know, and everyone yeah. laughed. And then like 50 pounds went by and people went from like laughing, to just kind of chuckling. Yeah. And then 100 pounds went and people were like, well, where are you looking to train? And I was like, all right. Wow. <laughs> so, All right. you know, I, I came across South Jersey Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in Berlin, which yeah. is a, a, a Team Gracie school. It's a Henzo Gracie school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's run by a phenomenal uh, teacher there by the name of Professor Steve Bongiorno. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, what do you want to do? Is that do? Italian? That's Italian. Uh, yeah, good, we're good, in the good. click. Mm-hmm. Oh, good, no, okay. we're all, we're all part right. of the vowel club. It's got to be Italian or Asian at this point. Yeah. You know, you can't, you can't be going Irish. No, 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 no. It's, it's yeah. very much, very much in the, uh, the the last name ending in a vowel club. Okay. And uh, he was like, what are your goals? Like, I don't know. I said, I kind of ran my mouth to get here, and now I don't know what to do. Did he ask to see your knees at that point? No, at that were... point, we big, big uniforms cover the knees yeah. for now. Yeah, gi. For now. For gi, for now. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Look at you. Well, you know I'm a martial artist. I know. Aikido. Yeah, well, first Shotokan, for the Shotokan for 10 years, and then Aikido for seven. Yikes. Yeah. You were like a Wu-Tang album. No, no. I want, I want to try the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I, I really think that would be phenomenal to try. I just don't want to get my face all busted up. Well, that's the thing about Jiu-Jitsu is really yeah. there's no there's no striking in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. It's all groundwork. It's what happens when you hit the ground. Right. So when you're Most all, people hit the ground. You're not going to be standing so, up so like a like sport fight. Yeah, like when, yeah. That, when that fight goes to the ground, that's yeah. all Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. So, and there's other programs they had that integrated, you know, striking and stuff, but Primarily, it was a jujitsu school, and I got to work. That was three years ago. And uh, it, what what I found ironic was that it kept me honest with my diet and my exercise. Cause mm-hmm. I didn't want to be the fat kid in the back, not being able to do what I wanted to do. And I wanted how, to stay lean and strong. So, How did this affect you like emotionally? Like When you look in the mirror now, do you still think as a fat guy? Or do you think, like, sometimes you still kind of, you know, because I've lost a lot of weight, too. And it's like... You still think you're that, you still think you're overweight in your head. You you go from feeling fantastic for about a minute. Yeah. A lot of flexing in front of the mirror, you know, and feeling like, you know, like you're like, you know, Jersey Shore fist pumping, you know, pulling up your shirt and showing off your abs for about a minute. Mm-hmm. And then the body dysmorphia sets in and then you constantly see the fat kid forever. And like, yeah. that's, that's. Has your confidence grown though? You know what? It has. It has yeah. because I know now that. When I go to a diner, when I go to Friendlies, yeah. I don't have to feel uncomfortable being the middle guy in the booth. So that's really a plus. Yeah. That's, that's I didn't awesome. I know that that was an issue, yeah. Well, because you're, you're mad at 300, I'm 5'6", 306 pounds. I was like a swollen tick, just kind of like <laughs> hanging out. Now, can I ask you, can I get back to the love part of this whole thing? So yeah, you're starting to love, means. You're starting to love yourself, really, is what happened. Start yeah, you start to feel better. Yourself. You start to see yourself do things that you never thought possible. After smoking for 15 years, the first thing I wanted to do is I wanted to start running. Right. And as I was doing that, I was, I was doing 5Ks and 8Ks and half marathons. You start to look back on it. And you start to like, you're looking at your bibs and you're looking at all these photos. And you're like, 
holy God, I did something great. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I did that, you know, and I couldn't have done that 10 years ago. And you start to feel very proud of that. Now, what I found interesting is when we talked on the phone, you know, about, you know, your marriage and everything is that you had some backlash initially. Like, I, I wonder, like, oh, like your, your wife sees you at 300. You're smoking yeah. all the time. All of a sudden, you're this ripped up, like, go fighting you got six-pack abs you drop 100 pounds looking sexier you would think that she'd be like whoa hey i hit the lottery but that right. didn't happen right you have no you have some she, sort of backlash she, she didn't get on the fitness kick with me right away in fact right. it was tough for her to quit smoking it was tough for her to get on the fitness kick was there jealousy at first Abs animosity a lot of it yeah. she was like you know what, what do you need to do this for you know yeah, clearly you're looking to replace me and i'm like yeah. no i'm trying not to die is really yeah. the goal here the, yeah. the, the end game is to stay alive now, let me ask you a question a little off the track. Sure. Like, from being that heavy for so long, being in a marriage yeah. that, that wasn't, like, kind of working out at that point, there was a lot of issues. Like, when you get hot, were you like, man, like, I have to make up for all this lost time, and, like, are there girls going to be attracted to me? I mean, did you even have that sort of mentality? I mean, that's human to have that, but did you? were you like, I got to, you know... I got a kick out of seeing different people's reactions to yeah. me. You know, now keep in mind, like I said, I wasn't big my whole life. Yeah. I was big from my late 20s through into oh, okay. my early 30s. Okay. So, so it was like, just a couple year We're talking stint. about- Six years. Yeah. Like an eight year stint where I was really heavy. Yeah. Um, but at eight years, I was married with kids and, you know, yeah. I, it, it's very flattering when people make comments to me about, well, clearly, you know, you're, you know, you're athletic or clearly you're fit or clearly you exercise. And I'm like, wow. who, who are you talking to? You talking to me? And yeah. it, it's, it's flattering to, to realize that they are. On the same token, it wasn't a thing where I thought to myself, well, hey, maybe this is my chance to double down and cash in on something, <laughs> trade up for a better model. Oh, wow. Uh, however, not not exactly the same mindset of my wife. She was like, well, you know, I'm, I'm really mad that this is happening. Hmm. And uh, it became a thing in the Speranza house. It became like an issue. JD, yeah. you had an interesting question. Yeah, so um, you talked about how your mother's struggles with cancer were part of the motivation for your turnaround from, yeah. like uh, Marissa described, from a 300-pound fella to the lean mixed martial arts fighter I see before me today. So I, I was wondering, <laughs> at what point did your mother pass away? In other words, how much of the transformation did she see? Could she you talk a little bit about She that? saw the whole thing. I mean, she watched oh, me great. shrink down and you know, bulk up a little bit. And she you know, was at every step of the way from the little 5Ks and 8Ks I was doing and half marathons to... Uh, she wasn't a terrible fan of, of the jujitsu thing. Yeah. She didn't like the whole aspect of me fighting. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't really a fan. Like, she supported it because she knew I loved it, but she was like, mm. I didn't take an aspirin when I was pregnant with you, and this is what you're going to do? You're going to go get a punch <laughs> in the mouth? But <laughs> So, how? I mean, do you feel sexier? I feel I feel better. And do you I feel find that... It's kind of hard. You say sexy, and I yeah. think, you know, losing weight didn't make me six feet tall and Brad Pitt. It just right. made me a smaller Eric. Right. So, I mean... <laughs> I mean, I feel better. I feel better, confident, healthier. You know, I paid forward. I'm a personal trainer at my gym for practically nothing on the weekends. And I help folks in the exact same position. I, I, you know, I'm in my 30s. I, I don't want to be sick. I don't want to feel like junk. Can you help me out? And I work with them and I put them on the same, you know, it's kind of, it, it's easy for me to, 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 to speak on it because I've done it. And I right, help right. You can identify that. with the people sure. who are helping. Yeah. Guys, girls, I mean, high school kids, you'd be surprised some of the, the emotional issues that high school folks have not being in shape. Mm -hmm. And it's because of people watching me kind of melt down and, and kind of explore different athletic territories and that they're, they're booking me. And it's kind of a cool thing to pay it forward. Like, I enjoy it. And yeah. that is where the confidence... When you say sexier, yeah. I, I think that people look at where I'm at now and that's attractive to them, that I went from A to B. I don't believe people can really be totally comfortable 
intimately or dating or whatever if they're not feeling good about themselves. It, it, and, and you know, I got to tell you something. Intimately, it's a lot harder when you're 306 pounds <laughs> and you right. can't bend down to tie your shoes without getting gassed out. So, so how did your wife make the transformation from the animosity and the jealousy to is your marriage better as a result now? It's 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 on it's it's back on a, a massive climb. And the reason why is because she got on board with me. Oh, okay. Instead, so inst- instead of thinking that like I was doing this to, you know, uh, find a new uh, Mrs. X <laughs> uh, or, you know, uh, that that there was an ulterior motive to, you know, going out and like meeting new people like at the gym, like and not having her part of that environment. I said, you know what? It's not about being in this environment. Why don't you come with me? Why don't you do this with mm-hmm. me? She started taking my classes, the fitness classes I teach part time. And she started making friends with the ladies in class. Well, now she's part of a social ecosystem. Wow. And now it's all gravy, man. Like now yeah. she wants to go and chit chat with the ladies and talk about kids and dancing with the stars and glee oh, wow. and all that stuff. And she's in the mix. So I teach four classes a week part time, two at South Jersey Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, mm-hmm. because one of the greatest honors that I've been bestowed is they asked me to run their conditioning program. Imagine mm-hmm. that. Talk about yeah, full circle. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, like, so now, like, if people, because I know. I have a lot of clients. Most of them are 35 to 55 year old women. Mm-hmm. Most of them have had kids, divorcees, you know, and they're not happy with their weight. It's and a song that I've heard. Yep. And they've <laughs> tried Weight Watchers. They've tried LA Weight Loss. They've tried the Atkins diet. They've tried paleo. They've tried gym. And it's just for some people, they cannot lose the weight. And what would you say to these people that are listening right now? What What is like the... What's the motivation or some some practical tips that you can offer to get past that mental point? There's a trillion diets out there. And this is what I've come to find of my own experiences. There's a trillion diets. And at the end of the day, whether it's Weight Watchers, Atkins, Paleo, South Beach, Zusa diet, whatever the case may be, it comes down to one major fact, and that's calories in, calories out. Mm-hmm. It's a basic right. science, basic math. Burn more than you take in. What you're putting into your body, what are you doing to burn some out? It's like fueling mm-hmm. your car. If you overfuel your car, you flood your engine, the car doesn't run, right? You put just enough gas in where the car runs efficiently, you're in for a smooth ride. You have to put in enough that you can burn out accordingly. And that's what I teach. It's, it's a lifestyle. If I was a diabetic, I would need to put insulin in my system. I would need to regulate my insulin. If I had a cholesterol problem, I would need cholesterol medication. I would need to stay away from certain foods. Well, you know, when you're battling obesity, when you're battling uh, an unhealthy lifestyle, you have to, you know, kind of concede to the fact that, you know, portion control and watching your calories is a part of your lifestyle. And if that's... But what about that emotional thing that we get from the, like, emotional eating? Do you know what I'm saying? It's sure. like, that's why a lot of people are overweight, because to deal with stress, they're eating. You know, you know? and that's a great point. You know, I mean, eating... It's not that I starve myself. That's farthest from the truth. Yeah. Do you enjoy, as an Italian, you still enjoy your food? I don't have pasta anymore. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, I don't geez. I do not do pasta. I, I don't know if I could ever do that. <laughs> and I don't do bread anymore. That's my own personal Could choice. you do like rice pasta? We're, we're all beautiful and unique snowflakes. So each yeah. diet is different. But uh, <laughs> Can you do like brown rice pasta? I'm sure I could. I choose not to. Yeah. It's, it's a personal choice. Yeah. You know, again, calories in and calories out. What about holidays? You do lasagna on holidays? No, not oh, really. Wow, man. But the, that's, again, that's that's there's no cheating. That's you you don't have a cheat day. You don't sugar? have a cheat. You know, I have four kids. So uh-huh. if I said to you that I didn't grab a handful of dry cereal in the morning if the right. box was out, I'd be lying to you. Okay. Yeah. You okay. know, sugars, yeah, sugars. I And I shouldn't, but I, I do, you know, dive in from time to time. Uh-huh. But on the same token, you know, you're looking at... Uh, a day that probably consists of running three and a half miles as a warm up, mm-hmm. doing you know circuit training for a half an hour, and then at some point in the night, either teaching a fitness class, which takes in a lot, it burns a lot of calories for me. I don't know about uh, everybody else, uh-huh. but for me, I leave dripping wet, 
or I'm probably training jujitsu or MMA, which is no. a lot. Well, let's talk about this. You you have uh, yeah yeah. Let's talk you about have, the event. Uh, an event coming up, which is crazy to me because of how I know you. I mean, yeah yeah. Just, and Dan the Beast Severin is fighting that Dan night. Dan the Beast Severin is, is the main event. And, UFC uh, Hall of Famer. Yeah yeah, very yeah. exciting. And uh, and you. You're fighting in on this me. fight card. Now, is this a, is this your first fight? This is my, you know, I've done a lot of amateur tournaments since I started. Um, first pro fight. First pro submission wow. fight, super fight of the night. Here's a cool story about this. The promoter of this organization, uh, the guy's name is Keith Egan, is an MMA fan, is a phenomenal jiu-jitsu practitioner, and was kind of upset that, you know, jiu-jitsu, submission grappling, catch wrestling, you know, really is only 50% of what you see in MMA. Mm -hmm. So he built a pro division. That's just submission fighting, uh, which ironically that. enough is not regulated by the New Jersey Athletic Commission. So, you know, it, fights can go to midnight and, you know, five, five minute rounds. And it's just a phenomenal night. And what you come to find is that guys that are in MMA, guys, you know, in the UFC and Bellator that live in the area that are proficient in grappling, love coming out and competing because it showcases their groundwork. You know, mm. they don't have to worry about taking an elbow to the mouth to do arm bars and takedowns mm -hmm. and stuff. And regulation ring, walkouts, the big fight feel. So I was doing ring announcing for this guy. Yeah. Because, you know, those who can't, you know, ring announce. I'm yeah. the Bruce Buffer of the night. <laughs> yeah. And I, I got a lot of great compliments on my ring announcing because go figure, a corporate trainer by day is a good ring announcer, right? Yeah. And then I just decided, I said, listen, you know, I, I, I want to do this. I want a shot at this. And they said, well, you know, we got like a little grudge title fight coming off, you know, one camp versus another camp. Maybe we'll throw you in at the beginning of the card. Okay. Is this, and this is what you're doing? And this is what I'm doing. So I okay. said, great, do me a favor. I said, for my purse, I want you to give it all to the Angiosarcoma Awareness Foundation. Mm. Good. They good, do work with great. Sloan Kettering. Great. So as he's matchmaking the fight, my opponent is an MMA fighter, uh, fights out of Asylum Fight League in Atlantic City, wow. uh, trains at Razor's Edge MMA over in Hamilton, yeah. as well as a few other places. Guy's name is Keith Plute, and I'm going to put him on blast now. He's not listening, I don't think. I didn't call right. him to tell him, but I want to give right. him his due. He found out that I was giving my purse to charity, and he called the promoter and said, attach my purse to Eric's. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, that's great. So yeah. what started off as like a little grudge match in the beginning of a card turned out to be... Like you, you guys know, are coming together and fighting and respecting things, each yeah, other. Yeah, absolutely. It became like, but, a, like a charity fight. Wow. That is really that's, noble. That's, that's, that's great. great. So Very I mean, I, I was... I mean, talk about coming full circle. From yeah. The day that I walked into that gym wearing that tap out shirt... And your mom had a part to play in that. Had, drove and, me there practically. And now you're mm. donating. You're, you're here, going to be a profile. Live on pay-per-view on GoFightLive.tv. Yeah. Well, I feel like her presence coming in, so I'm going to have to, you know, get to a reading sure. with you. I think she's got some things to say about... I do have a question for you, though. What? I made a commitment to the promoter okay. that said that win, lose, or draw, that I would ring announce the rest of the night as a thank you for giving me my first pro fight and allowing me to do this for charity. Only problem is, I don't have a ring announcer now for my fight. Oh. I told him that I would go out of my way to look for a celebrity ring announcer, and I know you oh. are a huge MMA fan. Wow. Oh. Wow. A lot of knees that night. All I'm yeah, saying is, listen, knees. there's going to be a lot of visible wow. knees. But <laughs> do you really want me, to, you want me to do this I want you? you in there. I want you to Bruce Buffer it out. I want you to be a ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll answer for it. She'll I, do it. She'll do know, it. I'll answer for it. She'll from it. the great state of New Jersey. <laughs> so do I have to say I'm a meat? Like, what do I say? Like, do I have to say, oh, yeah, I'm you, Eric's medium friend? You, you will be introduced accordingly <laughs> like ahead what? of the night. Like, people will be like, what the? Who is this woman? You are going to be introduced as the celebrity, the celebrity ring announcer and then you will be announcing my fight so I'll, all i have to do is go up there and say a fighting out of you'll have a yeah. little index card and you'll be able to read it and then of course <laughs> when the fight's over you get to announce the winner hopefully and hold your hand up you will be raising my oh hand oh my up. god that's the 
most exciting part. I, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm a loyal person, so if I have to raise the other guy, I, I'm, I don't know how to feel about that. Now, but. keep in mind, it, n not just Dan Severn, a lot of great fighters on this card, a lot of great local MMA fighters. Ultimate fighter, semifinalist, Dante Rivera, uh, current Bellator fighter, former UFC fighter, is fighting on the card as well with Dan Severn. So I get to meet oh, wow. these guys? Of course. All right. I've known you from the paranormal investigative world, and... Uh, you know, I've known you go through your mom's stuff and, and I told you that there's going to be a day, you know, since your mom passed that she's going to come through. And I think today's the day. That's pretty cool. Okay. So I want you, you know, you've, you've seen me do this before. Yeah. And some of the names that I get might be living or past. And if you don't know, that's fine, but just write them down. Sure. Okay? I've seen the whole thing. I've seen the, uh, the, the big seminars that you do. Yeah. And yeah. So, I'm excited. So it's interesting because I feel she's coming through with like a huge smile on her face. Okay. Like I'm <laughs> very, very proud of you, but she, she said, you're still a pain in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I don't know if you, you really, you, she, sometimes she would get so frustrated with you, you know, just, just. I, I wasn't an easy boy. No, no, no. <laughs> She's telling me that you like, you weren't, back in the day, it was hard for you to be very emotional or hug, you know, touchy-feely. She's, she's saying it's good that you're a lot more open and affectionate these days. Yes, yes. Okay, but she, she's telling you, she, I love you. She's going, I love you. Okay. Mm. But she's mentioning a, um, something around the neck. Did you ever wear something in honor of her around your neck? Are you thinking of doing something? Tell you what's really funny. My dad gave me my mom's Italian horn oh, and her medallion for Christmas. Wow, and well, I'm wearing it right now. Yeah, and that was under your shirt, so I couldn't see that. That was not. It was not. Yeah, on yeah that was not visible at all. And the yeah. reason why it wasn't, ironically enough, is because it was yellow gold, and my wedding ring is white gold, and yeah. everything I wear is white gold. So I keep it real tucked in and hidden. So that was fair play by you, right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if we were in the ring, I would have won. That's hands yeah. down. Yeah. Okay. In, in, in the mental spiritual yeah. battle, you just beat me. Yeah, yeah. hands but, down. But I think that she wanted to come through with something very strong and powerful. Um, but she doesn't want you wearing that like in any the day of the fight at all. There's something Italian superstitious with it. Don't just take it off the night before. She's Fair enough. She wants you to just be careful with your ankle or your foot. Okay. okay. Sometimes do you get some pain on in the one foot or something, or do you, did you sprain it at one point? I had Achilles tendonitis after the marathon. Okay. I couldn't run for about okay. six to eight weeks from January into the end of March. She doesn't want you running too much before this fight. Fair enough. Okay, because it's, I get the feeling that it's going to be... You know, you're going to be falling a lot in this fight, okay? And I, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I don't see any breaks or anything like that, but I could see like a little bit of inflammation yeah. after the fight. Sure. So uh, I feel this, this guy uh, that you're fighting, he's very good with leg locks and it, he's very good with like, I, I don't know the actual terminology, but the coming down with the leg, I, I just get like a break fall with the leg. Sure. Okay. So not so much. He's not, you're, you're quick. I don't know. I've never seen you fight, but I feel like you're quick with the arms, the hands. But your I, leg work very is a little, explosive with yeah, my upper body. His leg works better than yours, so gotcha. you got to work on quickness in the in the leg. But he might get you by the leg and like, you know, the little ankle lock there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if your ankle's good and you're in good shape, I don't think there's gonna be a problem. But I don't want you to wear it down too much to the point where you know you got a problem there. So she's she's kind of giving us a precursor. How about that? Do, do we see a W in the future? That's really <laughs> now she's bringing up cheese and laughing. And I don't know what this means. Like, did did she eat a lot of cheese or did you eat a lot of cheese? Or she's telling you not to eat cheese. I don't know what she's talking about. Um, what's funny is that one of the things that is, you know, considered clean eating is like 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 a sharp cheddar. Yeah, sharp she showed me the, the cheddar, the cheddar cheese. Yeah. And and at night, Mare and I cut up some cheddar cheese and eat it with some carrots and stuff. Did you do it at any point this week? Did you like have last it? night? Okay, yeah. well she was with you. <laughs> <laughs> when you were you guys you guys were talking and I feel you kind of had her on your mind last night before you came 
today. I so. did. I did. I, she's been on my mind all week, in fact, yeah. ironically enough. So she knows about the cheese. She said it's fine, but she said eat grapes with it. <laughs> she said that's a good combination. She's telling me that there were also there was also a heart condition with her in addition to the cancer, which I don't know if the medical community picked up on, but the medication affected her heart rate or something mm. with her heart. So there was a weakness in that area too. She's making me feel that the medication was a little too strong for her and that she was having trouble adjusting to it. So there was a change in medication kind of three quarters of the way through. They were, they were doing a lot of changes. They, you know, they, they couldn't find the right recipe for pain medicine mm-hmm. towards the end. They didn't want her, you know, like completely, you know, incapacitated, but, you know, they wanted her lucid, but not in pain. And it was a tough cocktail to kind of create and sustain. Yeah, she's saying she had a lot of rapid heart rate palpitations and she was getting dizzy a lot. And she's saying that that was the most uncomfortable part for her. It wasn't so much like she knew. She's telling me that she didn't tell you. Um, she knew she was going to go about six months after there was a the, there was a six month window and she had had the feeling, but she didn't want to tell you that she thought she was going to go. But she she did know. That's that's pretty funny because um you know, she made a big deal about me growing my hair out for my sister's wedding, which mm-hmm. was in September. Right. And all through that summer prior, from the spring to the summer, she had asked me to grow my hair in for my sister's wedding, that she never really liked the shaved hair look. So finally, I buckled down, and from the end of May, beginning of June until September, I grew my hair back for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but that she whole knew. time, you She know, had had some sort of uh, visitation by somebody from the other side or a dream, and so they, but she didn't want to tell you kind of what, kind of what she saw. Marianne, Mayor, Mayor. Mayor is uh, well. Here, here's the here's the edible twist here. Mary Ann mm-hmm. separate is my wife. Marianne is my mom. Spelled differently, two different names. Do you call somebody Mayor? Mayor is is my wife. Yeah. Okay. Well, she's saying Marianne and then Mayor. So uh, she used to call m- my wife yeah. Marianne. Okay. So she's she's giving me two, wow. and I'm just like, what is going on? <laughs> now she's she's not. Uh, <laughs> I have to be honest with you. Yeah. She's saying she she's be, she better get up to speed and support you more. She She's not happy with what she saw after she passed. Yeah. My mom was always very critical. Yes. Of, <laughs> yeah. So they might have butt heads. They might have butt heads or yeah. just, but not on the outside. It's just kind of on the undercurrent. Yeah. Yeah. You know? she, so she was very critical of She's of giving her. you a single rose too, which is, which is very interesting. That's usually a symbol of love from the other side or a rose could be the name rose. Or it could be just a rose symbol. Rose was her grandmother, who was desperately close to her. Um, well, she's with her. Which I used to ask her while she was in hospice. I'm like, you with you with Grandma Datoma? You with Grandma Rose? And is she with you in the room? You know, I would try and get her to try and like speak on her experience. You know, in whatever state she was in. And at one point, she smiled when I said that, even though she was completely, you know, under. Mm-hmm. And uh, my daughter Ariana, her middle name is Rose, in in honor of her grandmother, my great grandmother. Yeah, she's so touching. She wants you to know that she is with Rose uh, right now, and I I just wanted to give you those messages and and tell you that she's she's not going to tell you the outcome of the fight. She wants you to go through it yourself. (laughs) All right, so she's going to be there though, and she's going to be with you. And I I hope that was healing for you. That Um, was beautiful. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming. That was really powerful. That was really some powerful messages. Great. Thank you so much for coming, and um, we will be back more with. JD Franco and we have a shaman coming in and we have another we have a lot of stuff so tune in next week in 2 Date Radio see you then